Hello, everyone. This is Jeffrey Kerr. I'm here today with Alex Meyer to discuss our predictions for nominations for this year's Emmy Awards. They'll be announced this Tuesday morning, and we'll be going through all the categories GoldDerby.com is letting us predict. So we'll be starting with the drama categories. Alex, would you mind going first with Best Drama Series? Sure. And uh, my predictions are Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, This Is Us, Pose, Ozark, Better Call Saul, and Homecoming. Okay, I have a lot of the same, I have six of the same as you, and so here's where I got, and okay, this is probably the first of probably several categories in my predictions right now where I have a surprising omission, so are you ready to hear it? Sure. Okay, my predicted lineup right now is Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Better Call Saul, Ozark, Succession, Homecoming, and Pose. That's right. I have This Is Us missing for the first time. Oh, man. Well, I, given its recent second consecutive win at the SAG Awards, we know at the very least that the actors branch, well, at least we know that actors love This Is Us, and we know that the actors branch of the Television Academy loves the show since it has won at least one acting Emmy every year, and like the Film Academy, I assume the Television Academy's biggest branch is probably the Actors branch. So, based on that, I'm thinking it's going to stay around for at least one more year. And we already know it's going to be around for at least three more seasons, because NBC gave it a three-season renewal. Mm-hmm. And they, the creators have said it was their goal to have it be like a six-season show. Okay. Well, I tried to... I tried to squeeze in succession, but I just couldn't find room for it. Well, well, who knows? Maybe there'll be some sort of tie in the nominating process that leads to eight nominees this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it'll happen. Yeah. Succession did perform better than expected at some awards groups earlier this year, like the DGA, for example. Yeah, where Adam McKay won for directing the pilot. Which was a very surprising win. Mm-hmm. And while, yes, it does appear that the actor's branch is the one who respects This Is Us most within the industry as evidenced by it winning the SAG for Best Ensemble in a Drama Series the last two years. But then again, it did lose a bit of momentum with the Emmys last year when it underperformed in nominations, which makes me wonder how well it could do this year. around the same number of nominations it got last year probably because this is us it you know just when you think it's it's run out of ways to shock the audience it manages to find some way to do it again and i'll kind of talk about that more when we get into the acting categories okay yeah so again it's risky but you know Hey, I thought the hell with it. I'm going to try and see. So, are you ready to talk about best actor in a drama series? Uh, sure. Okay, I'm going first this time. Okay, the lineup I have right now is Jason Bateman, Ozark, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Richard Madden, Bodyguard, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, Billy Porter, Pose, and Brian Cox, Succession. Okay, so so my rankings are uh, Jason Bateman, Bob Odenkirk, Sterling K. Brown, 
Billy Porter, and then my last two are Milo Ventimiglia for this is for This Is Us and Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones. Okay, those last. So yes, I am predicting, despite him winning the Golden Globe, I am predicting Richard Madden gets snubbed. Oh wow! How come? Uh, well, number one, as Tom O'Neill's slap the the stud theory, I think that yeah. might happen here. And number two, Bodyguard just doesn't seem to have momentum beyond his performance. Well, I, mean, I, I, I see it as being one of those shows that might be well-loved in England where it's set and filmed, although surprisingly it couldn't even win top honors at the BAFTA TV Awards over there. Um, so, and uh, Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to have done more better with like award shows where the nominees and winners are decided by members of the media and not members of the industry like the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice because Richard Madden did not get nominated at the SAG Awards, which is decided by the industry, though then again, the SAG Awards are often notorious for being late to the party. Yes, they are. Yeah. So, well, I mean, then again, the slap the stud syndrome could still apply to Kit Harrington. True, but we did see Kit Harrington get nominated a few years ago, albeit when, as a supporting actor, and but given that this is literally the last chance to nominate the show, I think they'll want to at least acknowledge the legacy of the show by not nominating him because Jon Snow is such a big fan favorite character. Pro probably one of the least controversial characters of this final season. Hmm. Until I didn't watch the season, I read all the recaps and outrage articles that were surfacing all the time. Hmm. Well, I was about to say that, well, the thing is, to date, Kit Harrington has only been nominated once for Game of Thrones, which was in supporting back in 2016. A lot of us thought he was getting into lead actor last year, yet that didn't happen. And though, I mean, again, as you mentioned, this is the final season, so, I, so it is possible he could finally make the cut this time. series or for any of the other supporting cast members so that's kind of why i have richard madden being snubbed well it could be wrong but we'll see yeah it's possible then again it's also possible that bodyguard may just surprisingly overperform in nominations who knows yeah that's true yes you can never, you can never really tell with shows in their freshman season yeah but i do have milo ventimiglia getting back in for this is us again because i think that the whole exploration of the past season dealing with Jack's time in the Vietnam War. I think that could certainly help because it provides new insight into him, particularly in his relationship with his brother, Nikki. Hmm. Because that in itself became a much bigger storyline than I think even the fans were anticipating. Well, well, yeah, it would be a safe bet to predict Milo, but, well, I have a... Uh... Brian Cox getting in because while he may not have gotten recognized anywhere for his role in Succession, he's still an acting veteran who is also a previous Emmy winner for the 2000 miniseries Nuremberg. Yeah, I, I would have, if there were a seventh place slot, I'd probably put him there. So I, th I do think he's probably on the bubble. Well, yes, and of course, like I mentioned in drama series, who knows, maybe there'll be some sort of tie in the nominating process that leads to seven acting nominees, or even eight. Well, yeah, and I also just this theory I have that if Succession does really well nominations, I would not be surprised if Brian Cox shows up in this category. Yeah, 
it hasn't really gotten that much traction. I mean, maybe in like some guilds, but certainly not really at, 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 at you know, the main award shows. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll see what happens. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, now on to best actress, lead actress in the drama series. All right. And this is the first of my two super bets. All right. And I have one, one person in here who's kind of on the bubble, but I'm predicting her to get through because of her show and because I think her nomination could, would be pretty historic if it were to happen. So my, my lineup right now is Sandra O, oh, Killing Eve, Laura Linney, Ozark, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Julia Roberts, Homecoming, MJ Rodriguez, Pose, and Amelia Clark, Game of Thrones. I believe I have five of the same people getting in. So here's my lineup. It is uh, Sandra O, oh, Laura Linney, Jodie Comer, Julia Roberts, uh, Robin Wrights for House of Cards, and MJ Rodriguez. Based on the very negative reaction to the House of Cards series finale, I, and and the fact that Pose is already in its second season, which will help put it in fresh into Emmy voters' minds, and given the Emmys' love overall for Ryan Murphy in general, I just think that gives MJ Rodriguez a bigger boost. And I think at the very least, with Amelia Clark, you know, it is Game of Thrones last season, and her character Daenerys. Has, has played a very big role and a very controversial one because, she, from what I read, she attacks King's Landing after they surrender to her, not before. And as a result, she kills like thousands of innocent civilians, which made a lot of people, a lot of fans, very upset. But, you know, it still requires a strong performance to do that kind of a twist. So, so I mean, I, and plus with, you know, with a lot. With a lot of these Game of Thrones fans, many of them probably only watch that show and don't really watch a lot of anything else, so they don't, the TV Academy has to be, I guess they probably don't have time to get as invested as much in these characters as everyone else, but they will pay attention to the performance. Hmm. Well, yeah, they are snobs after all. Mm -hmm. Plus, they've they nominated her, I think, three times? So yes, they have. So they, they clearly like her performance in the past. So unless they were, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I I think there is potential for her to get snubbed since, like, at Harrington, she didn't make the cut when she jumped to lead last year. But mm -hmm. I just think given the Emmy's tendency to nominate shows they really love in almost all the big categories when they're in their final season, like they did with Mad Men and Breaking Bad and The Sopranos and and all the other shows that they've really loved, I I think they'll continue that precedent and give try to give the show as many nominations as possible. We shall see. Oh, well, I mean, I at least am on the same page of you as predicting MJ Rodriguez. And uh, as for Robin Wright, well, yes, she does kind of seem to be on the bubble given, I guess, the reaction the final season of House of Cards received, while it received an overall favorable review from critics, still audiences really had 
uh, not like ignore the finale, but still, I mean, Robin Wright's performance was singled out as the best thing about it. Not only that, but she also has the narrative of how she was the one who strongly encouraged Netflix executives to, to not cancel the final season, letting people involved with production at the time keeping their jobs in the wake of Kevin Spacey's allegations. Some voters may view it as toxic radioactive waste that shouldn't be touched. Well, well, although he's honestly been fired from it, but I guess we'll see. True, but like he was literally the face of that show for so long, voters might not, voters might want to pretend it doesn't exist they want to disassociate themselves from him. Oh, well, we'll see. But then again, as the argument to be made, which I mentioned that Robin made to Netflix executives, is why should everyone else be punished for Spacey's actions when they literally did nothing wrong? I mean, that's true. But like I said, you know, the, the, res- the response to the show was just kind of meh from everyone, at least the last season. I know the finale angered a lot of people with, which her character does and you know and just the fact that we have these newer shows that have come in and have kind of taken over the spotlight i think that kind of will push her out into the cold i mean so far she has not missed a nomination for any previous season so this could be the only one or she'll prove a perfect track record we'll see mm-hmm. yeah so now to best supporting actor in a drama series all right, the lineup I have right now is Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones, Jonathan Banks, Better Call Saul, Nikolai Coster Waldo, Game of Thrones, Bobby Cannavale, Homecoming, Kieran Culkin, Succession, and Michael Kelly, House of Cards. All right, well, I have the same top five, but then my sixth spot, I'm going pretty, uh, I'm taking a big risk here, but since this actor was nominated for playing this character in another show, and he was a critical and fan favorite, I suspect they will want Emmy voters will want to nominate him again. So I'm my sixth spot is John Carlo Esposito for Better Call Saul. Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting prediction. It's kinda of like I mean, Jonathan Banks managed to receive Emmy nominations for playing the same character on both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, because his character Mike Erman Trout became both a critical and fan favorite. And same thing with John Carlo Esposito for playing Gus Spring. Hmm. So, and I remember many people thought John Carlo Esposito was the favorite to win the, the drama supporting actor category in 2012 for his, like, his big moment in the series. But then he ended up losing to his fellow co-star Aaron Paul in a surprise move. Yeah. So maybe if voters who were upset by that win back then, they might feel this time it's justice time for him well we'll see if they even remember that yeah. well i mean we'll see <laughs> yeah so well, they did they did they did award the short uh category last well, i think two years ago to the los poyos hermanos training video thing which is gus springs fast food restaurant chain hmm so okay and as for Michael Kelly, well, obviously the same arguments regarding Robin Wright, but then again, he, I mean, in fact, I heard someone else's prediction saying that he almost kind of feels like that Mandy Patinkin's kind of filler slot as he got in for Homeland the last two years. Yeah. Plus, I know, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm 
was going by my theory that voters might want to stay away from House of Cards just because they don't want to be involved with anything involving Kevin Spacey. Yeah, just plus the underwhelming response critically and fan-wise just I think will make them forget about it. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I will say, though, if Ozark does really well nominations, I could see Peter Mullen sneaking into this category. He, I mean, he is a previous nominee for Top of the Lake back in 2013. I was tempted to put him in here, but then I thought, well, you know, it's, if they really want... But then I thought, well, if John Carl Esposito was so beloved as Gus Spring, I don't see why they wouldn't nominate him again unless... I mean, I, unless they, unless it was so long ago they forgot, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> okay, now on to uh, Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. Okay, and my lineup is Maisie Williams, Game of Thrones, Julia Garner, Ozark, Lena Headey, Game of Thrones, Rhea Seahorn, Better Call Saul, Susan Kelechi Watson, This Is Us, and Fiona Shaw killing Eve. Okay, and, and my lineup is similar and different in that I have Lena Haiti, Julia Garner, Maisie Williams, Sophie Turner for Game of Thrones, Ray Seahorn, and Fiona Shaw. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I was trying to decide, like, how many Game of Thrones ladies I should put in here, and I ended up picking those two because... They seem to be the ones that always garner the most attention. You know, I mean, we have seen Lena Headey nominated here before and even thought she would win at one point in 2016. But nope, Maggie Smith won again for Downton Abbey. And didn't even bother showing up. Yeah. Um, but, then, but then, you know, I, I could see Lena Headey possibly, well, I mean, if they felt she was unjustly denied her trophy back then maybe they'll want to make it up to her but i think Maisie williams might have the better chance of winning because her character and she herself has literally grown up with the series she was like 14 when it began and now she's like 22 Mm. and plus aria is kind of one of the most badass characters of the series although and like i remember from the what i've read of the summaries of the show she ends up killing the infamous villain the night king although some fans complained that her killing of the night king was too easy hmm. but still Arya has probably become one of the biggest fan favorite characters of the show because she's one of the good characters she's not a villain like lena hetty is although we do know that emmy voters kind of love villains in the supporting categories so yeah but i think given that Arya is kind of the, the badass warrior of the series that might help push her over the edge and i guess julia garner could possibly win for ozark considering that she came out of nowhere to get an individual sag nomination yeah there, there could be vote splitting for game of thrones or just disappointment with the final season but i think what could limit her julia garner is that most people don't even still don't know who she is well, then again, we have seen lesser-known actors win over the more established veterans at the Emmys in recent years thanks to this new voting system. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, we also kind of saw that sometimes with the old tape system, too. Hmm. Well, so, okay. Yes. I mean, we'll, we'll just have to see how well 
Game of Thrones and Ozark does in the nominations overall. Well, yeah. In fact, I believe some people are even predicting four Game of Thrones ladies in this category, the fourth being Gwendolyn Christie. And I'm pumping out Susan Kelechi Watson because even though, well, she's been on This Is Us from the beginning, well, and I could see argument feeling it's time to put a spotlight on her, but I'm not sure if she's as safe for a nomination as people think she is, given how the show's kind of on the bubble over how it could do this year. And I have uh, Fiona Shaw getting in because I think she'll get in not only based on potential strength for Killing Eve, but her recent BAFTA win for the show can probably help. Susan Kelechi Watson getting in just because of the strength of her Beth-centric episode uh, that was that aired near the end of the season, which will kind of put it fresh in voters' minds, and it's kind of what helps make Beth more than just like Randall's wife on the show because she hasn't really had a standout episode until that episode, Our Little Island Girl, and you know it's it provides a big turning point in in her portrayal on the show. And what she does afterward will also deal with a big change to her family. So given that it kind of represents a turning point in the show in the way, those of us, those of the, yeah, the members of the Academy that are fans of the show, I think will definitely want to recognize her, at least with a nomination. But I, I do agree her nomination isn't all that guaranteed, which is why I have a rank near the bottom. But... You know, I'm, I'm willing to take the risk and predict she'll at least get nominated. Will she win? Probably not if she's nominated, but I think she's definitely she definitely has somewhat of a chance. Okay, so are we ready to talk about best guest actor in a drama series? All right, so the lineup I have right now is Bradley Whitsford, The Handmaid's Tale, Ron Cephas Jones, This Is Us, Michael McKean, Better Call Saul, James Cromwell, Succession, Christopher Maloney, Pose, and Dennis O'Hare, This Is Us. Uh, okay, well, I have five of the six. Um, the top three are all the same, but then I have, in fourth place, I have Michael Angarano for This Is Us. Hmm. Because he plays, well, I mean, there's two actors that play Jack's brother, Nicky, one being Michael Angarano when he's a young man in Vietnam, and then Griffin Dunn as an older Nikki, because spoiler alert, but I have to talk about this so we can provide context. But it's revealed in a twist that in the middle of the season, it's been assumed all along that Jack's brother Nikki died in Vietnam, but he didn't die. He survived the war, but he's a very damaged man as a result. Not necessarily physically, but mentally, he's very damaged. He like has PTSD. He's an alcoholic, so he's he's not in a good place. And but. Michael Angarano is featured a lot more than Griffin Dunn, and we can see more in Michael Angarano the transformation of Nikki from before he goes to Vietnam and when he's in Vietnam. Hmm. And then the incident itself that kind of leads to an estrangement between Jack and Nikki involving the death of a young boy, um, which, you know, is. It, it, I'm not going to go into further detail because it's pretty disturbing of what happens, but. The brothers end up falling out of touch with each other, but since Michael Angarano was featured more, and we see more development in him, and 
particularly in how he and Jack interact, I think that'll help him get a nomination here. Hmm. Because the Nikki storyline was so prominent that Dennis O'Hare, I don't think people will really remember him from this season at all. Well, yes, though, he's been nominated three times before, most recent of which was for his guest appearance on the first season. Right, but that had more, that had more, like, attention to it at the time. Well, yes, it did. In this case, it was kind of a flashback, but, of course, Ron Cephas Jones won last year for a flashback appearance, but I just think that Michael Angarano has a better chance because he's featured so prominently. Hmm. And... Yeah, and then I have Christopher Maloney in fifth place and James Cromwell in sixth. Okay, I guess now uh, moving on to the final drama category, and that's Best Guest Actress in a Drama Series, and I believe it's your turn. Yep, and this is my second super bad. All right. So I have Felicia Rashad, This Is Us, Cherry Jones, The Handmaid's Tale, Jessica Lange, American Horror Story Apocalypse, Cicely Tyson, How to Get Away with Murder, Carice Van Houten, Game of Thrones, and Sandra Bernhard Pose. Okay, so the lineup I have, I have the same top five in different orders, and they are Cherry Jones, Jessica Lang, Felicia Rashad, Cicely Tyson, Carice Van Houten. However, for the sixth slot, I have Connie Britton for American Horror Story Apocalypse. She still has never won an Emmy, and I think maybe voters may feel, with her being the legend that she is, that she's overdue for a win, especially in the wake of, you know, the Cosby Show's legacy being tainted by Bill Cosby being yeah. a massive serial rapist. But I do have Cherry Jones in second place. I just have her in second place mainly because... The Handmaid's Tale is only submitting the episodes that it missed out on in its previous season. That's right. And plus, she's already an Emmy winner, so maybe voters may feel she she's not due for another win right now. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then I have Jessica Lange getting in mainly because she was such a big part of the show, and she did, of course, win an Emmy for playing... Constance Langdon the first time and you know she'd be nominated for playing her again um, and then I have Sandra Bernhardt getting it over Connie Britton because you know like I said Emmy voters love Ryan Murphy and given that his shows tend to perform very big in their first seasons I can see Poe's getting many acting nominations across the board hmm yeah yeah, that is a good point. Though, again, as we talked about earlier, it's always hard to tell how these freshman shows are going to do in nominations. Mm -hmm. But I just think, you know, with Pose being a Ryan Murphy show and Pose being, you know, a big step in terms of uh, representation for LGBTQ people and people of color, I think if, you know, the industry wants to show that it, it's acknowledging diversity, I think will be the way it will do it. Hmm. You make a good point. Yep. I guess this ends our discussion on the drama categories. We'll be back soon with the comedy categories. All right. <laughs>